This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Any home or business can quickly become infested with mold with the introduction of a water source like a roof or plumbing leak. When your home, your belongings, or your business becomes damaged, it's not just about cleaning up the mess, it's about reclaiming your life. And that's why you need to call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. A licensed, fully insured, affordable, non-invasive solution to solving any water and mold problems. Our team of trained specialists are available with 24-7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results. Water causes damage and mold can spread throughout your property in as little as 48 to 72 hours and can produce allergens and irritants that have the potential to cause serious health hazards. So don't waste time. Give us a call now. For any water or mold problems, call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. Call 800-442-7043 today for a free estimate. That's 800-442-7043. 800-442-7043. The Buck Sexton Show. Welcome to the Freedom Hut again, my friend. Good to have you. Thanks for having me. It's always great to be with you. You know, I haven't gotten a chance to ask you about this. So if you don't mind, please, your your transition from Democrat consultant to Trump supporter. Uh, how did that what, what was the process there? What was the what was the thought process and, and what made that what made you make the change? So I get this question all the time. It's it started out that in at the beginning of the Democratic primary in the, in the 2016 election, I was supporting Bernie Sanders Now I supported him. Uh, by holding my nose, because I'm not a socialist. I'm actually a pretty moderate guy. Um, I think you, not to interrupt you, but I think you were on my show when you were supporting Bernie Sanders. And I was like, this is a very sensible, reasonable, and intelligent individual. We should have him back at some point. But continue. Yeah, so, look, I liked what Bernie said. You're like, yeah, that's right. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I liked what Bernie said about trade. I, I liked that Bernie was pointing out different issues with the decline in the American middle class that was largely spearheaded by the Democratic establishment, but also elements of the Republican establishment. So Donald and Bernie were pointing to a lot of the same problems. Their solutions, however, were quite different. Um, When it became clear that Bernie wasn't going to win, that his politics were way too far to the left for me to really uh, stand, um, I started to take a really hard look at at Donald. And uh, I haven't looked back since. I mean, you know, even through all of the scandals, I've been pretty loyal. I mean, this guy, I, I really believe, um, is standing up to the media establishment in a way that both Democrats and Republicans have hoped a candidate would for so long, or a president now would for so long. And uh, he's making, he's following through on his promises, whether it's the wall, whether it's taking in, uh, NAFTA on to renegotiate the trade deals. Um, he, he's actually following, you know, following along with, with, with his promises. So it's a breath of fresh air. Um. By the way, the way that this is being covered, the presidency is being covered on the left uh, and by by Democrats out there is pretty, pretty incredible. I mean, you've got MSNBC's yeah. Rachel Maddow uh, and Shimon. Let's play this clip saying that Trump has failed in every conceivable way. Play it. The the personnel debacles and the serious scandals that already attend to this less than one month old presidency are really, I mean, without hyperbole, they are unlike anything that we have ever seen at the start of a presidential term. And that's completely leaving aside the issue of policy. 
I mean, there has been no significant legislation passed since this president has been in office. He has signed into law zero major policies. The only exception to that is his Muslim ban and refugee ban, which he signed as an executive order at the end of January. Well, today, as the president proclaimed how finely tuned his machine is, as he crowed about how perfectly everything has rolled out thus far, including that Muslim ban, today, that too, his first policy initiative, that today, completely fell apart. Administration lawyers, as he was wrapping up that press conference, they were writing to the Ninth Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals today, asking that court to please vacate its previous ruling, striking down the ban as unconstitutional, or at least, forgive me, upholding a stay on it. The reason the administration asked the court to vacate their previous ruling is because, quote, the president intends in the near future to rescind the order and replace it with a new substantially revised executive order. This is the one substantial policy they have tried to enact. In this first disastrous four weeks of his administration, this is the one policy they have tried to enact. And today, all he right, was let's let Harlan. All right, we're not enough of Maddow, for heaven's sake. <laughs> Harlan, I want you to respond to Ms. Maddow there. Go for it. Yeah, look, the mainstream media and the liberal media, which are really one and the same, are totally incapable of honestly covering this president. They're, you have to put this into context. For 18 months, they made comparisons to Hitler. They compared him to Hitler. They compared Kellyanne Conway to girls. They, they now, you know, in the New York Times, I just read a piece on there uh, asking whether it's time to call Trump mentally ill. The BBC's done the same. I saw something in The Guardian. Their, their bias is informed by their belief that their role in, uh, in, in, in American democracy is to defeat the states at return. And so she's doing really well with her ratings now because she considers herself to be in opposition to the president. And there are elements of the Democratic Party that appreciate that. But let's not confuse what they're doing and what The New York Times is doing and what most of the liberal media is doing with journalism and because it's not it's just not and really sort of amazing that these democrats are calling out donald trump for not being able to pass legislation in the what is it four weeks he's been in office when barack obama was totally incapable of walking and chewing gum at the same time and he spent uh, he spent the vast majority of his first um uh, uh, term as president of the United States, putting out fires as it relates to Obamacare and his stimulus bill. He was totally incapable of, uh, of executing the democratic agenda. Um, and and he, so it, it just smacks of unbelievable um, a lack of self-awareness that they're criticizing Donald Trump for not being able to pass you know, sign a bill in his first four weeks when he's just trying to get his cabinet in order. Um, you know, if, if in a year, Donald Trump hasn't made any movement on the wall. He hasn't made any movement on NASA. We don't have we don't have real tax reform, and we don't have a repeal and replace of Obamacare. Then I'm going to be in the streets, mad as hell, you know, saying that you know Donald Trump's not following through with his campaign promises. But at this point, I see that he's laying the groundwork for it, and that he's putting together a team that's going to be able to execute on this efficiently. And so, uh, you know. Maddow is living in an alternate reality, but I think that's informed by the fact that, you know, she doesn't feel as though um, she's beholden to journalistic standards. Instead, she's just feeding red meat to to liberal viewers that, you know, are are, are eating this up. This is exactly what they want to hear. 
What are your expectations for uh, the next major Trump policy agenda items that are coming up here? We've got the new executive order on immigration supposed to hit next week sometime. That's obviously going to cause quite a flurry. And you mentioned Obamacare. That's going to take some time. They're saying tax reform will also take some time. Uh, So what do you think is... Uh, what do you think is going to have enough momentum to perhaps influence or change some of the media narrative? I know they're going to hate Trump no matter what, but at least they can't focus on just a White House in disarray. They're going to have to deal with what he does. What do you think he's going to be doing in the next few weeks? Well, frankly, I think part of that's going to be driven by the legislative agenda of uh, Paul Ryan and, and Mitch McConnell. Um, you know, Ann Coulter had that scathing piece out yesterday about how you know that they Republicans in the House had passed numerous repeal and replaces of of Obamacare during uh, Obama's administration. And, you know, we've been around for four weeks and they haven't done anything. Now, I'm going to give them a pass for now because they've been a bit distracted, especially, you know, Senate Republicans. They're just trying to get Donald Trump's team lined up. But I I think Obamacare has got to be top of the list. It's got to be. You know, obviously, Donald's moved at least in part to mitigate some of the problems of Obamacare by signing that executive order that um, instructs the IRS not to enforce the, uh, the the penalty. So, you know, there, there's some there's some steps to mitigate that. But this is really a crisis. I mean, I was talking to somebody who's a small business owner in South Carolina, and he employs several hundred workers. And he's got a great thriving business. He's been around for decades. And Obamacare is going to put him under. And I know that there are hundreds of small business owners just like him that cannot put their business under the burden uh, and, and, and taxation imposed by Obamacare. So I think this is top of the list. I think this is an economic priority that Ob- that, that Trump should take uh, take seriously. Um, tax reform is a little bit more complicated. I think it's just as important. I think Wall Street's expecting it. And, you know, he's obviously very concerned with the performance of, of, uh, the, of the, uh, the, 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 the stock market. And uh, so I, I think that because that's so visible, he's going to tax reform and, and make it a priority. But, um, you know, I I, they shouldn't rush that. What why why can't they? I'm just wondering, Harlan. Why, why yeah. can't they do tax reform? In the, you know, why, why no, can't I, that be done in the next few weeks? I mean, Paul well, Ryan. I, I, you feel like the guy goes to sleep every night with a copy of the tax code under his pillow. You know, he's like a he's like a budget super nerd. This is what this guy yeah. does. You've got members of yeah. Congress. I mean, what are they doing all the time? I mean, are they really just fundraising yeah. and trying to get on you know, trying to get on cable news? I mean, I I, I agree with you. I've, I've got Ann coming on on my show at night tonight. Uh, to talk about this, why we're okay? Obamacare very complicated. I get it, but they've been fighting and complaining about Obamacare for years. The tax code. We now have a Republican president, a Republican majority in the Senate, Republican majority in the yep. House. Yep. I mean, I, I feel like this should be like they have a a, a book of things they want to do. They put it out on the table yep. and they go execute. But I mean, I must be missing something. What am I missing? Well, I mean, part of the problem, and Ann mentioned this in her piece, is that. Republicans had a 90% re-election uh, rate in the last election. I, I think that there are a lot of establishment interests. I mean, you watch this on cable news. I actually saw one congressman on Fox News one, uh, one hour, and then I saw him on CNN the next hour. And, and he's a Republican congressman. I'm not going to drop his name. But he, he said basically he, he, he was praising Trump on Fox and trashing him on CNN. And so I think that there's some duplicity on, on the part of even Republicans in the House of Representatives. I don't really feel like that they're necessarily in line with him. Um, and, uh, you know, as for tax reform, uh, I, I believe the height when uh, people point to, to budget 
suggesting that, you know, if we institute major tax reform, um, especially at the corporate level, that it's going to throw some of the numbers off. Um, and so there's, there's, you know, but one also argues that there will be economic growth that, that uh, is derived from those tax cuts. But, I, I, you know, there is division with even even within the Republican Party as to whether that's 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 true or not. So uh, I agree with you. I expected, given all of the rhetoric that came out of Paul Ryan's uh, town hall on CNN, that they had a plan that they were just going to pull off the shelf to repeal Obamacare, that they had a plan on tax tax cuts. They were just going to pull off the shelf and lay it on the table and pass. That's obviously not true, which is the question. What were they doing for six years that they were in control of the House of Representatives during uh, the Obama administration? Were they just... Were, were, are they just a party in opposition? Are Republicans just a party in opposition? And and they they were, you know, they were passing these bills, repeals of Obamacare to to look good. Or are they being serious about governing? And um, I think that, frankly, Donald Trump should hold Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell to the to the fire, because if they aren't able to agenda through um, quickly, there are going to be repercussions in 2018. I don't think the Democrats can win back the House or the Senate. We see that Democrats are already retreating from Florida um, in, in the Senate race there. But, um, but there will be consequences. And, um, and I think Donald should, should lay it out. If you guys don't perform for me, I am going to, uh, I'm going to campaign against, I'm going to primary you. I'm going to have, I'm going to have you know, surrogates, uh, campaign allies, primary you in your local. And I, I think that that should be something that that, uh, that most Republicans stand behind, at least Republican voters. Um, I'm sure that the establishment in the RNC wouldn't. But these guys have been there for too long. They were not loyal to Donald Trump through the, through the election. And I think we'll betray the stabbing at the back, in the back. Uh, convenience. All right, Harlan. Appreciate very much you joining us here. Harlan Hill is a former Democratic consultant or Trump supporter. He is at H-A-R-L-A-N on Twitter. And we were hoping he'll be a uh, regular guest here in the Freedom Hunt. Harlan, great to have you come back soon. Any home or business can quickly become infested with mold with the introduction of a water source like a roof or plumbing leak. When your home, your belongings, or your business becomes damaged, it's not just about cleaning up the mess. It's about reclaiming your life. And that's why you need to call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. A licensed, fully insured, affordable, non-invasive solution to solving any water and mold problems. Our team of trained specialists are available with 24-7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results. Water causes damage and mold can spread throughout your property in as little as 48 to 72 hours and can produce allergens and irritants that have the potential to cause serious health hazards. So don't waste time. Give us a call now. For any water or mold problems, call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. Call 800-442-7043 today for a free estimate. That's 800-442-7043. 800-442-7043. 